Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. All who have accomplished great things have had a great aim, have fixed their gaze on a goal which was high, one which sometimes seemed impossible. Horizon Sweat Mardon. Greetings, greetings, greetings. How is everyone today? How are you doing? Welcome to episode 95 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henico Watkins-Porto. Today's episode is with Jared Easley, co-founder and co-organizer for Podcast Movement, the world's largest international conference for the podcast industry. A traditionally published author, Jared is the host of the Starve the Doubts podcast, which features conversations related to personal and professional development. Interviews include great guests such as Simon Sinek, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Seth Godin. Yes, I've had Seth on this podcast too, so I'm happy about that. Jared has been featured on Entrepreneur.com, Huffington Post, the South Florida Business Journal, among several others. Today, we are going to be talking about strategies to help you build the perfect financial plan for your startup. Welcome, welcome, Jared. Before we head into our conversation, I have a fun question for you. Give me your best Jamaican accent. Annika, it is very difficult to get to 95 episodes of a podcast. So I hope that anybody's listening to this can fully appreciate the time, effort, energy, uh, maybe a little bit of frustration that's come along this path for you to get to this point. So congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. And frustration, I have, yeah, I, I, I can write the book on that. But anyway, the um, <laughs> the, the pleasure, <laughs> the pleasure far outweighs any frustration, any challenge that I'll have to face because I love talking to, you know, knowledgeable guests like yourself who I know you're about to share with me and my audience about that perfect financial plan. But before I do that, I have a fun question for you and just chatting with you, even in our pre-interview chat, I know that you're fun already, so I don't even have to work hard. Now, yeah, now yet. I'm worried. But so, <laughs> <laughs> what I want you to do, Jared, is to give me your best Jamaican accent. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, oh my God. You couldn't do it. Surprise me. Uh, do something better I than need, that, yeah? <laughs> uh, let me see. Yeah, man. I need some festival. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Who have you been hey, hanging hey, out not, with? Not enough Jamaicans, apparently. But oh my I, gosh. Uh, you, you need I've help. Been, I've been to Jamaica <laughs> and I have had festival and uh, I didn't want to stop having it. It was something that was so amazing and uh it, you know there's a popular tourist spot in jamaica it's the uh the the falls uh, oh yes, that's falls. and i i went ah, there I have... with some friends and we got a chance to do that and i thought that was one of the coolest and most fun experiences i've had out of any place i've visited so i hope if people go to jamaica they'll try that 
Yeah. And second next school listening is actually talking with me. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So now, now that we have that out of the way, let's get a little more serious and get into the strategies that we want to talk about to build that perfect financial plan for the startups that we have listening, you know, owners of startups and, and those who intend to start their business and to launch and to go out into that deep end. Now, first, I want to start off by asking this question financial planning why is it important to have one to have a plan in place a proper plan in place i believe that quote uh, those who um plan to fail or if they, if they don't plan they fail oh i'm gonna i totally plan, mean, those yeah. who plan to fail, <laughs> fail, fail to, to plan fail to, i mean those who yes. fail to plan plan yes, to thank fail. you're already yeah, saving me one. this is, this is going to be the <laughs> best interview that you've ever given so <laughs> but that that's so true i mean if, if you don't have some kind of strategy when you're going into what you want to accomplish or what the lord has put on your heart to do um i i think that that's biblical too i don't want to get uh, overly uh scriptural and and uh christian in the podcast but that i mean we talked about in the bible it talks about um you know you don't build a tower without making a plan um it talks about that you you want to be prepared there's great ways to be prepared and the starting of the business that we do now we didn't have a lot of money and 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 I, I'm going to talk about just resources, not just finances. I hope that's okay, um, because you know the, the, there are some similarities. I think in both that will be helpful. Uh, financially, we didn't have this abundant you know resource to go tap into, and we knew that, and it we didn't think it was the right thing to say. Let's try to create or try to um, develop something that we personally are not able to support if it fails. And, you know, not that we plan to fail, but at the same time, we don't want to be going into something uh, without having our due diligence, without trying to be as wise as we can within reason. That can be a stumbling block for some because some people overthink it. They think, oh, I got to have this massive, massive plan. I got to have all these things in line. There are times when that's true, and there's times when, well, maybe you don't need everything to be perfect. You need uh, some basics covered, uh, but then there's other parts like faith. you got to take that, that, that step toward action. You don't need to do that in a foolish way. We decided to do crowdfunding, and for us, that was our validation. We realized, okay, if we don't have the money to put towards something that could potentially fail, it's going to make sense for us to – test and validate this idea. And the best way that we, at the moment, this was 2014, we decided to do a crowdfunding campaign. We created a Kickstarter campaign. Now, for those who may not be familiar or as familiar with crowdfunding campaigns, there are some that, like a GoFundMe or something, where you can just keep collecting the money as it comes in, there's no required amount that you have to reach. Uh, if you reach it, that's great. But uh, even if you're well below your goal, you can still collect that money. Kick- Kickstarter, mm-hmm. right? So just to and, and just to I know that some of the platforms um, they if you don't make a set amount that you you set out to reach, then you don't get it at all. Um, but they're right. So there are some, and, and it's just, you know, essentially for those of us, you know, those that are listening right now, it's just a crowdfunding as, a, as the name suggests, uh, giving a little, it really is a little from a lot 
to make to get to a particular goal. So it could be a dollar, you know. And but if you're getting a dollar from a thousand people, you've gotten one thousand dollars. Right, and that's yeah? the wisdom that we followed, or you know, I say wisdom, but that was the strategy that we decided to pursue. Let's create a Kickstarter campaign. Kickstarter. If you do not reach your goal, you do not get to keep the money. And we liked that. We felt like that was correct. If we cannot reach let's say $10,000, then then we have no business trying to pursue this idea because it's it's likely going to be too costly or take too long to create a result that you know makes sense or that's worth it. So we did that. We said the minimum number we need to collect is $10,000. That, that is not enough to do what we were aspiring to do, but it was enough to validate it. And so that's that's the strategy we took. Now the people, and then hold that thought because that you're that you're heading into our strategy, which uh, we are going to be getting into later, and that is that kind of introducing part of perhaps a strategy for uh, a solid plan for a startup, right? So we talked about why is what's important, what financial planning is, and why it's important to have one. Um, one of the things we want to to look at before we even get into the strategy is what are the factors that would be influencing an entrepreneur finances, you know, for, for a business? Are there factors such as upbringing, for example, what role does a person's mental um, state and, 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 and uh, cultural background, sociological background have to do with their personal finances as it relates to starting a business? Well, for me, that, that answer might not be the traditional answer that you are expecting. For me, that answer was... How do I continue to provide for my family and meet the responsibilities that I currently have while also having the flexibility to create and grow what I feel led to do? So for me personally, it wasn't about being debt free. It wasn't about having this emergency um, fund. It, what, it, it wasn't. It, I, and I'm not saying those things are wrong. Those things are absolutely smart. Uh, for me, that wasn't the position or the place that I was in. And I hope people hear this because there are some that will say, well, I don't have this criteria. And since I don't have this criteria, maybe that just means I'm not eligible or I don't have the, you know, the opportunity in a reasonable time frame to go accomplish something meaningful. And I hope that people hear this and realize that's not true. What road that I chose to take, which may or may not be ideal for some, is I was uh, let go from a job, which I didn't expect. I had done everything reasonably you know, well. I had showed up on time. Clients liked me. It was December of 2013, and they let me go. And I was one of 10 people that got let go. And in that moment, I, I realized, okay, uh, Lord willing, I, <laughs> in the future, I will have a little more um, ability to, to say what I want to do with my career. And so I need to think in terms of what roles are out there that give me the flexibility to build. For me, that was 1099 contract work. So if for someone uh, who's not started yet and you're in a day job, congratulations, you're absolutely normal. And that, 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 <laughs> that would be something I would say to consider. Okay, maybe you don't have that emergency fund. Maybe you unfortunately have some school loans or you have some debt. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't still do something that makes sense and that's wise as long as you're being responsible. So for me, that was transitioning into a role that had and allowed more flexibility. 
So for me, I became a contracted um, project manager, basically, where I would work with different businesses and I had flexibility. It wasn't it was more results driven than tapping a time clock, if that makes sense. So for, for me, that that was the path that I took. I said, I need flexibility. I found positions that allowed me to work to make the income I needed to be responsible toward my family and, and take care of the things uh, that I'm a steward over, like my mortgage and, and you know different payments. And then on the side, that's where, and I, again, not trying to drive this into strategy, although I, I probably will like that conversation better, but that's what I did. I found time, free time outside of the flexible work hours that I was, you know, able to have. And then that gave me a chance to say, okay, now how do I, how do I start building? So I'm not sure if that exactly answers your question, but for me in the situation I was in that, that was the, that was where I was at the time. Mm. Well, I mean, it, it was where you was, I mean, where you were. And so it's your story and it's what I always like is that whatever we're talking about, that, persons listening can actually relate it to something that we've actually been through. So persons know that, yeah, you know, you're not just coming and sharing um, opinions, but you're actually speaking from experience. So um, that's pretty good. I think no, it's just about a good time for us to go into the strategy and kind of look at a roadmap as it were, if ever there is one, a roadmap to um, having a solid financial plan. Because I mean, for the entrepreneur and I mean, the startup, there are so many factors to, to consider and so many um, concerns that you have regarding finances. How do I get financing for my business? Uh, where do I start? Who can I turn to? And there are so many things that, um, you know, that would factors that would be affecting that. So let's go through that strategy that we can take. And perhaps as you've been doing, Jared, is to let's continue to talk from experience. So the, the crowdfunding campaign that we mentioned, we didn't have a large email list. Uh, so th there's a number of criteria you can read online to say, okay, to better your chances to have a successful crowdfunding experience, it would be helpful to have ABC. We didn't have any of ABC, Annika. That didn't stop us. And I, I hope people hear that. Um, we decided, okay, yes, we should have these things. We don't have these things. So how can we be creative? And for us, creativity meant reaching out to friends and people that we knew from our podcasts and connections that we had and saying, here's the idea. This is what we're wanting to do. This is what we're wanting to accomplish. If this resonates with you, would you consider supporting it and sharing it with your friend or possibly being involved on some level? That was the best we could do. And we tried to keep a, a realistic number to reach with our crowdfunding campaign. And we launched the campaign thinking, you know, maybe within 30 days we can reach this number. We reached the uh, that again a small goal ten thousand dollars not not too high not too crazy for most. We reached that goal in less than a day, and it and it was what? it was mind blowing. And it was like okay, this isn't just my aunt saying oh I love you. I love uh, hold a minute, hold a minute before you even go any yeah. further, right? So I'm going to know um, appoint you as my campaign <laughs> manager for my next crowdfunding well, campaign. Just get that out there. Well, right, and, I, and I'm not pretending to be the expert on this because clearly not. I mean, we, we didn't follow we didn't follow the expert advice. I, I I hope that's one of the big takeaways from this episode is is 
not in any way to contradict any of your amazing and intelligent guests, but not every path is the path that might be right for you. And that's okay. You should still be prudent. You should still be responsible. You should still be practical and think through things and not avoid responsibilities. But what, you know, episode 75 guests did may not be what works for you. And that is not a, a bad thing. That's a chance for you to be creative. It's a chance for you to practice your faith if, if you're a person of faith, which um, I am. And, and man, I can't say any, there's nothing in my life other than, you know, having my child and being married that has put me in a position to practice faith more than business building and being wise with money. <laughs> it constantly mm. requires and faith. And just so you guys, and uh, just so you know, episode 75 has nothing to do with finance, I, no, no, I, nothing at I just all, guys. A, I, just, I know, I know it was just I a just random, random number. number. I know. And with great love and respect to episode 75, whoever that. Yeah, episode 75 was actually with Millet okay. Jones and she was talking about how to podcast, you know, be a podcast guest. <laughs> well, that's a smart thing, thing so. too. So, yeah. And I hope she does amazing <laughs> with that in 2019. So, Of course. But, 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 but getting back to the finance part, um, I, yeah, we, that's what we did. We, we reached $10,000 in one day, uh, generous friends and, and supporters. By the end of the 30-day period, we had over three times that initial validation amount. Of course, that still is was not enough money to you know go out and conquer the world and create a thriving business but it was enough money to validate our idea and it was enough money to take the next steps Hennica, I'd love to lie to you and say we knew every next step. We didn't know the next steps. We had to learn as we went. We went. We made mistakes. Some of our mistakes were costly mistakes. In year two, our business, I don't like saying this on podcasts, but I'll say this. In year two, our business was $40,000 in debt. Now, for some, that's not a big deal. But for us, that was a big deal. And I was nervous and I was concerned. I was like, I, I'm, my goal is to stay married <laughs> and I don't want my wife <laughs> when my wife's seeing a $40,000 deficit that that's kind of hard for her to, you know, trust me. <laughs> so when those things are happening, the blessing that comes from when you take action and you're responsible and you're learning as you go is not everything is always going to be perfect, but it does present an opportunity for you to learn from mistakes. And in our mistakes, we were able to set up guardrails. We were able to protect ourselves in very specific areas where the, there was some failure. And now moving forward, you know, we have several years later where we have been profitable and we've done very well. In January of 2018, my business partner and I went full time doing the work that we do now because over a couple of years, we could have spent money, but we decided, no, let's let's kind of save that in the business. Let's let's keep growing the business. So for several years, I was still doing the contract work and working on the business on the side just trying to practice prudence, trying to be wise. But that led to a place in 2018 where we had enough of a runway, so to speak, where we could go full time. And now a year later, no looking back. It has been the best decision. It didn't happen overnight. It was not instant and it wasn't easy. But over those several years, we learned, we protected ourselves when we needed to set up guardrails from making future mistakes based on previous ones. And now we're in a position where we have a business and it's growing and it's exciting and it's something we love and we right. do it full so, time. But it <laughs> so from the, so from the, um, sorry, from the, the stage of the 
crowdfunding campaign though because we want to show you know an example of a clear path you know maybe a one two three so first you did a crowdfunding campaign what was next for you in terms of that solid um that financial plan uh so that you know or peak performance can take something away from that well i i hope the the takeaway is is getting sound advice uh whether you know there's lots of ways to do that that, that are not costly whether that's listening to podcasts like this one, and you should be listening to this one. Um, it, reading books, of course, uh, the, that are free at the library. I don't know if people knew that, but uh, you don't have to spend money on lots of books. Um, there's there's just so many wonderful resources. Uh, we also reached out to friends that had experience in specific areas that we lacked. And we uh, reached out to them and said, hey, uh, can we have a chat? Or if they were in a position where it didn't make sense for us to ask for a favor. We would try to have them as a guest on a podcast or we would try to do some type of interview. And if that wasn't an option and we really, really needed their advice, then we would set up some kind of you know coaching call where we would make sure they were um, compensated for their time. Uh, but there's lots of options. And depending on what your current financial status is and, and where you're at, it doesn't mean you need to go uh, necessarily spend money on things that uh, may or may not help you right away. That in no way says you shouldn't get coaching. So I, I think that's the point. You should get some – you need sound advice. You need to learn from people who have experience, and you can do that a lot of ways. You can do that through coaching and some of the other ways that we talked about, and we did them all. And that helped us kind of figure out the roadmap, as you've said, on where to go next and what to do. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing from you, Jared, is that your financial plan may not necessarily, I mean, for each person is going to be different and it may not necessarily be um, tied to all things finance, but you just got to be looking at other things like reaching out to families and friends, um, reading books and stuff, because what we're seeing is, you know, based on the conversation is that, you know, knowledge comes from all sources and guidance will come from all sources, different sources, so that we know can take that, take what applies to our lives and uh, make it work for us. Amen. I should have a podcast, right? Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, as we are winding down our conversation, Jared, is there anything that you'd want to leave with our body of peak performers right now? They're considering, contemplating starting a business. They have this great idea, you know, because we know ideas are a dime a dozen. Um, what kind of a, uh, maybe a, perhaps a financial advice that you can give, um, you know, before they launch out into the deep? The best perspective is to say, okay, how can I make sure this idea is not just something in my mind that I feel very strongly about, but other people will validate by uh, financial resources. And that actually isn't that hard. Um, it could be as simple as you talking to a few trusted people and saying, would you pay for X? Um, it could be as simple as doing a crowdfunding campaign like we did. It could be in the form of sending out a newsletter and asking for support or offering a very basic, uh, maybe it's a product or a service uh, there, there's a number of ways to do that. We wouldn't have time in this podcast to go into all of those. But I think the key 
takeaway is an idea is wonderful, but an idea isn't always enough to keep you afloat and to make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do as a responsible person toward your family and other other things that you're a steward of. You need to make sure that whatever you're doing, you need to test it in a way that proves there is a market and there is someone willing to spend money on what this is. And again, you can look at varieties of ways to test and try that. But my encouragement is don't, if you have a day job, don't just quit a job just because you had that epiphany moment and said, that's it. The, the, the people that have that story usually had a substantial financial background of, you know, they, they had backing to fall on or, <laughs> or they had some other plan in place. Um, the the idea of just quitting a job, you need that income. So start looking at, okay, what can I do to be flexible? Can I work from home to have a little more flexibility? Does it make sense for me to maybe look for roles that are contracted rather than full-time? Uh, I think these are starting points to consider. And you must remind yourself that Rome was not built in a day. Great things in almost every circumstance take time to build, and it's okay. That's normal. So set yourself up for the long haul. We live in a time where we have access and we have connection and great opportunity that if we apply ourselves and we commit to the process of being a good steward, of being smart and validating ideas, a business can not only be started, it can grow and it can serve a lot of people and be very profitable. And none of those are bad things when you're doing it in the right spirit. And I I know that your listeners are doing that, Annika. Excellent, excellent. And so we're closing off um, and reiterating this point, validate your ideas. And there are many ways to do that. Now, you have been such an amazing guest, Jared. It's such a pleasure to have you. We've been talking with Jared Latigo. And Jared is a corporate change consultant. And I'm sure that you want to be in touch with him. So I'm going to give you now an opportunity, Jared, to share your contact information, your social media platforms. Well, I, but before I do that, there's a book. I didn't write this book, but I, I think this book is helpful. The book is Will It Fly? It's by Pat Flynn. Uh, It's very affordable, um, and there's a lot of really amazing concepts in here that go into deeper detail on how you can validate and how you can continue to be prudent. So that's one book I would encourage you to consider reading. If if for some reason you're not in a position to get that book from the library or you can't afford it, um, go look on podcasts, various podcast interviews uh, that Pat Flynn has done about that book and just try to pull from those because I think that information is just so helpful. As for me, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. If if you Google my name, you're going to find about a hundred places to find me. So uh, I think the number one place you should find me is is through this podcast. So uh, Hanika, thank you again for being gracious with your time and your platform. And my prayer and my hope is that your business grows and that the people who are listening to this will have success uh, because they're making smart moves and they're getting good advice from you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having you on. All the very yes, best Yes, Happy to you. New Year and best wishes in 2019. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode with Jared Easley. I look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate, and review The Entrepreneur and You if you have not yet done so. Remember, you were born to win. But to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good? Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? 
Do you have an idea for a blog? Do you think that having a website is way too expensive and complicated? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, go to hennikawatkisporty.com and sign up to host Gator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You will have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to hennikawatkisporty.com and sign up now for your perfect website. <laughs>